What's up, everybody? Episode 96 of the High on Infinity podcast, the podcast dedicated to everything sports and nerd culture. Like always, I'm your host, Jacob Knight, and we got a great show on for today, folks. On today's episode, we are talking nothing but the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Nothing else much to say about this show, so sit back, relax, and enjoy this great episode we're about to get into. Yes, 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 that time we getting everybody. Episode 96 of the Holland Infinity Podcast, the podcast dedicated to everything sports and nerd culture. Like always, I'm your host, Jacob Knight. First time listening to the podcast, welcome to the podcast. And if you're a returning listener, we're glad to have you back for another fantastic episode. And like always, like the podcast on all the social media sites. Like us on Facebook at High on Infinity Podcast. Follow the podcast on Twitter and Instagram at High Infinity Pod. Or follow me, the host, on my personal accounts, Twitter and Instagram at SoYamAsian. And if you did not get all that, it's the link tree link up in the bio of the podcast. It's all our podcast streaming platforms, such as Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and the Anchor app, and our podcasting social media sites. And last but not least, if you like what you hear, please leave a boy a five-star review on your preferred streaming platform. So... A little later in the week, we hope everybody's doing good, doing good myself. This is episode number two of the week that we put out for the podcast. Uh, consider this is me, you know, making up for not putting out an episode a couple weeks ago. So this week, you all get the two for one special. So why two episodes this week, you may be asking? Well, if you listen to the first episode this past Monday, a lot of stuff happened over the weekend. The Demon Slayer movie came out, had a Mortal Kombat movie, and the season finale of Snowfall. And the star of the show that we're talking about today, The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, had this season finale. And I said at the beginning, when I talked about like, my first reactions of The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, at the moment I said more than likely this show won't get the solo episode treatment whenever I do get my full reaction. But, you know, when I did that for WandaVision... That got the solo episode tripping because, you know, I was just coming back from a trip and luckily it was a slow news week that week. But as the season went on with Falcon and the Winter Soldier, I slowly started to change my mind about not giving this show the solo episode treatment because, you know, some of the subject matter they were covering in the show, I wanted to dive to in a little more detail and especially after the season four ending, not season four, ep- episode four ending, y'all know which one I'm talking about. I was like... Yeah, I may have to give this show the solo episode treatment. Then after the final episode, I was like, yep, this show needs the solo episode treatment. And if I got to drop two episodes in one week, I just may have to do that. And look where we are now. So let's dive straight into things. So Marvel wrapped up their second Disney Plus show this past weekend with the ending of The Falcon and the Wonder Soldier. You all know, I stated multiple times on this podcast, this was the Marvel Disney Plus show I was looking forward to the most. Y'all saw me gushing over it when I gave my first reactions a few weeks ago, and I will continue to gush over it in this episode because I really liked it. You know, I thought it lived up to the hype. I'm going to go ahead and say it now. I liked Falcon and Winter Soldier better than I did WandaVision, and I'll tell you my reasons, you know, why I liked it better later on in the episode. But I like a lot of things from this show, from the chemistry and pairing of Sam and Bucky, from the action, of course, down to the subject matter they covered in the show and the possible future events. You know, this show may set up for, you know, further shows or movies down the line. So what are we going to talk about in this episode? So a quick rundown of how this episode will go. You know, uh, this episode will take place in four parts. You know, of course, recapping reactions from episode one and two, you know, the first part. Then we'll go down to episode 
three and four the second part episode five and six is the third part then the last and final part is you know what's next to come after the events of this show sounds good so without further ado let's dive into the falcon and the winter soldier episode one titled new world order i interpreted this title as like you know the new world they're living in after everyone has came back from the snap so this episode is not named after the nwo the popular group from wcw but I covered this episode in great detail a few a few episodes ago, and I'm not gonna you know go over everything in its entirety again. Just hit some of the high points in this episode, and you know it's good to look back on things after you see the totality of the show. So this the show is set six months after the events of Endgame. Sam is working with the U.S. Air Force on a mission. Then we start the show with this big ass action sequence, you know, stuff blowing up. All that good stuff, you know, something I really liked about that episode. And he said, hey, you want action? Well, you came to the right damn place. Because I dubbed this show in past episodes as the quote-unquote action show. And it was right, but it was so, so, so much more than just action. And also what I like, we get a real good look at the upgraded wings that Falcon has. Then we continue with the action sequences. Sam is fighting the bad guys in like the desert, fighting in and out of these canyons. And of course, Falcon saves the hostages and saves the day. Then we see Falcon talking to a soldier. I forget, I forgot to mention uh, the soldier's name in the first episode. I just couldn't think of it at the time. But when I looked it back up, his name was Joaquin Torres. And a fun fact. In the comics, when Sam takes up the mantle of Captain America, Torres takes up the mantle of the Falcon. And we kind of see that in episode 5 when Sam tells Torres to keep his old wings. But Torres tells Sam about the main villains of the show, the Flag Smashers. And I said that the Flag Smashers back in the, you know, I first talked about this in my first reactions. The Flag Smashers, they were a group who thought the world was better, you know, after the snap happened, you know, as, you know, when the snap happened, you know, the world was basically borderless and they felt like the world was more together and united, you know, after the snap because everyone was going through, you know, the same struggle, you know, in a way. But after the snap happened, there was like council created called uh, the GRC and that was formed. Basically, they tried to like get the world back to normal, you know, pre-snap. And that's how the Flag Smashers were formed because when everyone came back from the snap, overpopulation became a big issue. And like the lower class, people were kind of pushed back to the side when the world returned to order. And the GRC wanted to send everybody back, you know, to their own countries. Then we see Torres attending like a Flag Smashers event where we discovered that they have super strength. Then we move on to see what Bucky's been doing. You know, during this time, he's going to his government mandated therapy as part of his pardon. He has like to complete these amends, you know, such as like catch his corrupt politician. He helped back in his Winter Soldier days and befriend the father whose son he killed, you know, back when he was the Winter Soldier. Then we end the episode with the government introducing the new Captain America with the same shield Sam gave up earlier in this episode. So episode two titled The Star-Spangled Man. Basically, they introduce us to the new Captain America in this episode. So we meet the new Captain America, John Walker. I keep wanting to, I keep wanting to say Johnny Walker like the liquor, but <laughs> John Walker is his name. They roll out, you know, the red carpet for him in his introduction. You know, big football stadium, HBCU band performing, and a big national news interview. And he was the quote-unquote ideal candidate to get the Captain America mantle. You know, tall, blonde hair, blue eyes, physically fit, tons of military accolades and everything. Then we move on to Sam and Bucky. Episode 2 is where they meet for the first time since 
Endgame. I assume, you know, Sam is on his way to a mission in Germany. Then Bucky confronts Sam. was like, hey, man, why the hell you gave up the shield? And Sam was like, you know, I gave it up because I thought it was the right thing to do. Because, you know, in the earlier in the episode, when Rhodey asked Sam, hey, man, why did you give up the, the shield? And Sam just said, you know, it just didn't feel like it was mine. You know, when people think Captain America, think of Steve Rogers. And, you know, basically he wanted to make his own legacy, even though Steve chose Sam to be his successor. Also, he didn't know that the government was going to pick another Captain America if he would have gave the shield up. So Sam gives Bucky, you know, the whole rundown of who they're fighting. And Sam says they're not fighting any of the big three. He means aliens, androids and sorcerers, you know, aliens, Thanos, androids, Ultron. But who are the sorcerers? You know, wouldn't it be Loki because Loki first came in Avengers in I think 2012 and Bucky and Sam was introduced till 2014 I'm trying to put a timeline together in my head yeah so can't be Loki I don't think it's going to be Wanda so I'm just curious what they meant by that line when they said sorcerers but before the mission even before the mission started Sam and Bucky was already button heads because Sam didn't tell Bucky you know hey you know what's the, what's the plan how are we going to catch these bad guys but they arrive at the mission and they see the Flag Smasher stealing supplies and putting them on like two semi-trucks. And Sam and Bucky catch up to the trucks and Bucky opens it in an interesting line. He said, he said, there's nothing in here but some, but some vaccines. Because it was widely reported that in the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, they had a deleted storyline on the side that was going to include like a global virus. But was cut from the show because, you know, you know why, you know, it would have been a little too close to home. But this is when we meet the villain and leader of the Flag Smashers, Carly Morgenthau. Turns out she has super strength too. And their crew and Sam and Bucky starts fighting on top of the semi-trucks. And, you know, really, really, really good fight scene until Captain America John Walker and his sidekick Lamar Hoskins show up. Because in the comics, I want to say that Lamar Hoskins' hero name is Battlestar. But they didn't call him that in the show. If I if I remember correctly, so I'm going to call him Hoskins, you know, when I talk about him. But, yeah, like I said, they joined the fight. And from the looks of it, Sam and Bucky, they're trying to beat the Flag Smashers, you know, no matter what happens. And from Walker's perspective, he just wants to beat them before Sam and Bucky, I guess, erase or something. It was like he was fighting like Sam and Bucky was in the way. But both pairs are unsuccessful in capturing the Flag Smashers. And we see Sam and Bucky wants nothing <laughs> to do with the new Captain America. On a ride back to the airport or at the drop zone or whatever, a walker is trying to recruit Sam and Bucky to join the team and become his sidekicks. And when they heard sidekicks, <laughs> Sam and Bucky just, you know, they stopped the car, got out and just started walking away. And I had to talk, you know, with some friends on the group chat about this because Walker, you know, he just sees Sam and Bucky as just Captain America sidekicks, you know, when Steve was Captain America, while Captain America himself, you know, John Walker is the star of the show. While Steve, on the other hand, always had, you know, he always treated Bucky and Sam as equals. Like, hey, there's no sidekicks with us. You know, we're a team. So we continue this episode back in the United States. Bucky takes Sam to a house to meet somebody. And the person Bucky wants Sam to meet is a man called Isaiah Bradley, the first black Captain America back in the 1950s. And Sam was like, I ain't never heard of you. And uh, this is because basically Isaiah Bradley's Captain America was basically wiped away from history. So who is Isaiah Bradley? Like I said, Isaiah Bradley was the first black Captain America during the Korean War back in the 1950s. And during that time, it's about give or take 10 years or so since 
Steve Rogers, Captain America, is quote unquote dead, but he's no, he's not really dead. You know, he's just frozen in an icicle somewhere. And, you know, with no more super soldier serum and creator of the super soldier serum was killed, the military and government was like, hey, let's recreate the super soldier serum. You know, after creating the serum, they was like, hey, we need some test subjects. And they decided to test, you know, the super serum on the black soldiers because in their eyes, the black soldiers were deemed expendable. You know, some really dark stuff, you know, shades of the Tuskegee experiments. And I'll explain that stuff later. When I talk about that in episode five, so Bradley was one of the few successful, uh, you know, test subjects. If you want to, if you want to put it that way, so they made him the new Captain America. And after rescuing some other soldiers held captive behind enemy lines, the government threw Isaiah in prison for thirty years while continuing, you know, to run tests on him. And I'll explain more to, more of that as well in episode when I get to episode five. So Isaiah is like, you know, after what they did to me, I'm not helping y'all find any other super soldiers. And I understand his reasoning, you know, for that. So after that, Bucky is arrested for missing his government mandated therapy sessions. And that came after Sam almost got arrested, but got out of it because he was recognized as the Falcon. And this scene right here kind of showed or like a subtle, like subtly showed like the heightened tension between the police and the black community. And this show has a lot of art imitating life moments. And this was the beginning of that uh, to me. It's not like in your face stuff when they when they get to it. It's real, like I said, real subtle and effective. So Bucky is taken to the police station where his therapist was there, and they have like a impromptu therapy session, which she makes Sam join in. And this is where you know they start airing out their grievances. Bucky is still mad that Sam gave up the shield. Basically, Bucky said, you know, Steve chose you, Sam to be the successor and carry the shield saying that you know that steve believed in sam like how steve believed bucky wasn't truly a brainwashed super assassin and if steve was wrong about sam he could be wrong about bucky too and in this scene we could see that steve's absence is affecting sam way more no it's affecting bucky way more than sam so the episode ends when walker bails bucky out of jail and Walker gives them, you know, a second offer to join the team, become his sidekicks. So Sam and Bucky decline the offer again. And Walker's like, okay, you know, it, it's cool if you don't want to team up. But whatever y'all do, make sure y'all stay the hell out my way. So we start seeing why like, the Captain America title kind of get to Walker's head. So what seemingly looks like a dead end with clues, Bucky suggests to Sam that they go and see Baron Zemo. Episode 3 titled Power Broker. To me, the Power Broker was the bigger villain working in the background during the show. So we start this episode off with Walker leading a squad into the building where the Flag Smashers were last seen. And before they walked in, the Walker was like, hey, you know, if you got to shoot somebody, just shoot him. So Walker is interrogating this one guy, but the guy isn't giving him anything. You could tell this man doesn't respect the new Captain America. And we see Walker getting visibly frustrated. Then the guy spits on Walker. Then Walker just loses it and started assaulting him. Now we move on to Sam and Bucky. So Sam and Bucky visits Zemo in a prison. I want to say he was in a prison in Germany, but I can't really remember. But Bucky wants to see him alone first. So when the two meet, Zemo starts reciting the Winter Soldier trigger words. But it does nothing to Bucky. Bucky said, I'm cured now. Nazemo says something along the lines of, 
yeah, we'll see about that. So Bucky asks Zemo, does he know anything about the Flag Smashers and a possible new Super Soldier Serum? Zemo says he may know a little some some, but Bucky breaks Zemo out of prison so he can help him, a plan that he did not run across Sam first because Sam was like, you know how much trouble this guy caused us in the past? You know, after Zemo's broken out, the three of them head to a city called Madripoor. This is a city ran by the mysterious person called the Power Broker. They go there to get information about you know the person responsible for creating another super soldier serum. They get the info, but their cover is blown. And the three of them are held responsible for the killing of one of Madripoor's highest ranking criminals. So a bounty is put on all three of their heads. And they didn't kill the person. Someone shot through a window and killed the person. I think they're aiming to kill Zemo for what it looks like on how the position they were sitting at. But the three of them are on the run trying to escape the city until they meet back up with Sharon Carter. This is her first appearance in a Marvel movie or any you know show or anything since her appearance in a Captain America Civil War. And she's been hiding in Madripoor because you know she's a criminal back in the United States for helping cap sam and bucky back out in civil war so to catch up and sam and bucky tell sharon you know the situation and they ask for her help and she agrees to help them in return sam the good guy he is he's gonna help her get pardoned by the u.s government so all four of them sam bucky carter and zemo go meet up with the creator of the new super soldier serum he said he created about 20 doses of the serum before carly broke in and stole all of them and the next thing you know zemo <laughs> just shoots the doctor after they got everything then the group fights off another group of bounty hunters and another great action sequence and sharon carter goes all john wick on a few of them then the trio and sharon go their separate ways meanwhile the flag smashers bombed the grc facility after robbing him of its supplies they had hostages in there tied up but carly still blew up the building killing the majority of them and carly is all about her team and her cause and if bodies have to drop and people have to die then so be it then so her and the flag smashers make it to like this airport runway and it looks like they're in a hurry by the way they're packing everything and throwing it into the plane because the power broker is on the way to see him and we never see the power broker in this episode, but they did call Carly and said that her and her group has betrayed them. So we know that the Flag Smashers and the power broker are in cahoots in a way. But the end of the episode, somewhere in the, in the European country, Sam, Bucky, and Zemo gets an Airbnb. Bucky stays behind and so he'll catch up with the two. Then he finds one of those little tracker balls from Wakanda just laying around. He follows it into an alley and there we see Ayo from... Wakanda's always butcher this group's name from Wakanda's Dora. That's I'm already doing it. Dora Milaje, basically Black Panther's bodyguards, and she simply says, "Where's Zemo?" Episode four, titled "The Whole World Is Watching," and I'll explain the title of this episode in a minute. So we start off in Wakanda of all places. And you're like, "What the hell we're doing in Wakanda?" And it turns out they're in Wakanda right after the events of Civil War. And they're off in the mountains somewhere. We see Bucky and Ayo and, you know, who we saw in the, from the last episode. And the reason they're up there is because they're testing Bucky. Ayo starts saying the trigger words for the Winter Soldier. After she is done, Bucky is still normal, so he is cured. Back in the present time, Ayo gives Bucky and Zemo eight hours to do whatever they need with him before the door Moaje 
comes and takes Zemo to pay for his crimes. So the three of them are on the way to capture Carly when they bump into Walker and Hoskins. And now we can see that Walker is getting a little power hungry and stir crazy. And they get to the spot where Carly is, but Walker wants to go in there, you know, busting their guns blazing. But Sam wants to see if he could talk to her first. So Walker says it's okay, cool, but you know, you have a certain amount of time. And when that time's up, Walker is doing it his way, you know, busting their guns blazing. So Sam finds Carly and he starts to talk to her because Sam has experience, you know, with like counseling in a way. Because I think in the second, yes, Winter Soldier, you know, before he joined with Cap. He was like a counselor for veterans coming back, you know, from, you know, from, from duty and war and that stuff. And it looks like it's working until Walker gets impatient and just barges in. So Carly runs and they pursue her while running. Carly bumps into Zemo who tries to shoot her, but instead he finds all the remaining super soldier serums and he starts destroying them all. So Carly is able to escape while Zemo is doing that. And after all the action is done, Walker walks in there and finds the last super soldier serum. He puts it in his pocket, assuming he takes it, you know, off screen. So back at Sam, Bucky and Zemo's Airbnb, Walker and Hoskins barge in an attempt to take Zemo to jail. But the Dora Milaje comes in because, you know, they're eight hours up. So you got two groups that wants to catch Zemo. Then the Dora Milaje starts to fight with Walker and Hoskins while Sam and Bucky just watch. And Bucky's enjoying it a little bit too much when the Dora Milaje is kicking Walker's ass. And Zemo escapes with all that going on. And then they eventually, Sam and Bucky, jump in and stop the fight. And one of the Dora Milaje cuts the off switch on Bucky's arm, his vibranium arm, making it detached from his body. Then the rest of the Dora Milaje subdue Walker with very little trouble. And after the fight, we see Walker is visibly embarrassed by the fact he couldn't take him down because they weren't even super soldiers. Like, like if you can't take down these elite, you know, Wakandan bodyguards, how the hell do you think you'll take down souped up steroid super soldiers? And yeah, at that moment, I was like, Hell yeah, Walker is definitely about to take that serum now. Then, off to another scene, we see Walker and Hoskins talking. And Walker seemingly has taken the serum by now. And he asked Hoskins if he had a chance to take the serum. Would he? And Hoskins like, hell yeah, I would take it. Then goes on to say one of my favorite quotes of the show. Power doesn't change you. Power just makes you more of who you really are, which is true in a way. Then we see a scene where Carly calls and threatens Sam's sister and her kids, forcing Sam to meet up with her. Then once again, things don't go according to plan and all hell breaks loose. Walker is fighting with the Flag Smashers where we see Walker's super strength. Sam, Bucky, and Hoskins join the fight. The four of them are fighting a group of Flag Smashers for a little while. Then Carly kicks Hoskins and he hits like this stone column pole, killing him. Like when I was watching the show, and I saw that happen. I thought, you know, Hoskins was just knocked out. And I couldn't be the only one who thought of that while watching the show. But he is dead. So Walker's roid rage kicks in. He gets enraged, chases down a flag smasher who he thought killed Hoskins to like this busy city street without knowing like a 100 people were watching with their phones out recording. Walker brutally kills the flag smasher in front of a busy city street and the entire world, essentially. And after that, we see Walker holding up a bloody Captain America shield. This is how the title The Whole World is Watching comes from. And this is also where we see, you know, more art imitating life yet again. Because, of course, you know, seeing this scene kind of resembles the events we've been seeing over the past few years. The whole, you know, the whole law enforcement 
assaulting and killing unarmed people of color. And this ending had everybody talking. And I couldn't wait to see how the events of this episode will play out in the next one. Episode 5, titled Truth. And we'll get to the explanation of this episode title later on. So this episode starts off right where the previous episode ends. We see Walker running for his damn life after essentially killing a man in front of the entire world. He hides in the warehouse where Sam and Bucky finds him. And Sam and Bucky ask for the shield. Walker says no. Then Bucky tries to talk him into it. Then Walker says, you don't want to do this. Then Bucky says, Yes, we do. And Sam had this funny look on his face. was like, what do you mean we? And they start throwing hands and start fighting. And this has been building up since episode two. And Bucky just has that look on his face. was like, man, I've been waiting to kick your ass, Walker. And this fight is one of the shining moments of the show to me. And can't lie, they're beating the hell out of each other. In a one-on-one -on -one fight, Walker is getting the best of both Sam and Bucky. He rips off Sam's wings because Walker has the most updated version of the Super Soldier Serum in theory. While Sam doesn't have the Super Soldier Serum injection and Bucky has like the iPhone 2 version of the Super Soldier Serum. So they team up, Sam and Bucky, and beat the hell out of Walker. Shades of Civil War where Cap and Bucky double teamed Iron Man. Like Bucky's holding down Walker as Sam's trying to rip the shield away from him. And while they're trying to take the shield away from him, Walker's shouting, I need the shield. I need it. Kind of like SpongeBob in that one episode where he was stuck in Sandy's tree dome. He was like, I need it. Because in Walker's eyes, the shield makes him Captain America, while in Steve Rogers' eyes, it was the man behind the shield that makes Captain America. And this reminded me back in Spider-Man Homecoming when Tony took the suit away from Peter. And Peter was like, I'm nothing without the suit. Then Tony replies, if you're nothing without the suit, you don't deserve the suit. So relating that to this, if Walker needs his shield to be Captain America, then he doesn't deserve to be Captain America. So Sam's able to strip the shield away from Walker, breaking his arm in the process. And the duo is able to defeat Walker. After that, Bucky meets up with Zemo as the Dora Milaje takes him into custody, you know, to pay for his crimes. And Walker is discharged and stripped of the title of Captain America. And after that, Walker is approached by this mysterious woman who tells him that she has a job for him. Then we see Sam giving Torres his broken wings. Like I said earlier, Torres in the comics takes up the mantle as the Falcon. After that, Sam visits Isaiah Bradley to show him the shield. He's like, hey, look what I got. Then Bradley is like, oh, since you got the shield, you think you Captain America now. Then Bradley tells Sam they would never let a black man be Captain America, which was true to that point because they erased the only black Captain America from history. And this is where the title Truth comes from. It's based on a comic book, Truth, Red, White, and Black. And the comic tells the story of the first black Captain America, of course, Isaiah Bradley. And I explained a little about the history of Isaiah Bradley, of course, during the Korean War in the 1950s, about 10 years since Cat's been quote unquote dead. The government is like, hey, we need a new Captain America, but we don't have no super soldier serum. And the guy who made the super soldier serum was killed. So we'll just make another super soldier serum. So after they made the serum, they need test subjects, so they tested the serum on black soldiers because in their eyes, the black troops were deemed expendable. This was shades of the Tuskegee experiment, and the Tuskegee experiment took place 
in the between the 1930s and the 70s basically the cdc and the united States public health service wanted to see what would happen if you just let syphilis you know go untreated for a long amount of time and they got hundreds of black men to participate in these tests telling them they're getting free health care which they were not and that resulted in hundreds of deaths over you know that 40 year experiment so you see the parallels between the two so isaiah browley was one of the only few not to die from the serum injections so they made him the new captain america so one night isaiah defied orders and went to go rescue some troops behind enemy lines and after saving them isaiah was stripped of the title of captain america and thrown in prison for 30 years where they continued to run tests on him to better the current super soldier serum they have right now and people online were comparing when steve defied orders in the first captain america movie to save the troops you know when steve did it he was held a hero but when isaiah did it he was condemned and thrown in jail basically lost a whole a whole portion of his life and after talking to isaiah sam goes back to his hometown bucky is there and gives him a briefcase he tells it is from wakanda then we get the big training montage between the two training with with cap shield and they have a heart to heart moment sam tells bucky that he knows all the hell bucky's been through but he can't rely on steve to help you every time you know like you can't rely on others to help you if you don't want to help yourself a very nice moment in my opinion and to end the episode we see carly and the flag smashers there in new york city because the grc is having a meeting to pass this new border bill and they are there to stop it and the last scene before the credits we see sam open up the briefcase and you know of course you know i can do in movies you open up the briefcase it just fades the black you gotta wait till next episode to see what's in the briefcase then we get the first post credit scene of the show we see walker who is no longer Captain America, but still has the suit, he's making a shield of his own. Episode 6, titled, One World, One People, and that's the Flag Smashers motto, but we start this episode right where the last one left off at. The Flag Smashers interrupts the GRC meeting, causing like everyone to evacuate, but the Flag Smashers got people in the police force as well, and they try to kidnap some of the members of the GRC to hold him hostage. Then the mercenary from the first episode, and he was in the first, no, he was in the second uh, Captain America movie as well in the beginning. He is back causing a ruckus. The next thing you know, we see a shield fly through the window and here comes Sam. No wait, here comes Captain America with the brand new Wakanda tech suit. And I really like the look of it. Uh, Cap comes in and someone is like, who are you? And Sam says, I'm Captain America. Then Cap Queen's house and then goes after a GRC helicopter that was kidnapped or hijacked by a flag smasher. Then we go to where Bucky is. He's trying to save more people who've been kidnapped by the flag smashers. Then we see Walker with his great value as shield trying to hunt Carly down for killing Hoskins. Then we see Walker getting jumped by the flag smashers. Then Bucky comes to save them after freeing some more hostages. Then Carly escapes with the other truck of hostages, almost drives it off like a like a building structure or something. Then we see Walker's at an ultimatum. Save the hostages who's about to die or chase Carly. Walker chooses the hostages. Then Cap comes in and saves the hostages. Then Cap, Bucky, and Walker team up to stop Carly and the Flag Smashers. Then they split up. Sam chased Carly. Bucky and Walker chased the Flag Smashers. And while running, Carly bumps into Sharon Carter, who is revealed to be the power broker. 
So she hired the Flag Smashers and the guy at the beginning of the show. So Cap catches up to Carly and Carly tries to kill him. And Sam is choosing not to fight back because, you know, he's a Southern gentleman and a, and a gentleman don't hit women. Eventually, during this fight, Sharon shoots and kills Carly and Sam takes her body to the first responders and everyone in the crowd is cheering the new Captain America on, even government officials. Then one of the best parts of the entire show, the speech Sam gives. Basically, he starts off saying a teenager died today because no one will listen to her. Because when you sit back and look at things, Carly brought up some, you know, fair points in her cause. You know, she was just going about it the wrong way. You know, like I can't think of another movie off the top of my head. We you know why when the villain has great points, but they're just going about it the wrong way. Carly was kind of in that situation as well. And Sam told the senators like, hey, y'all got to step your game up and do better, you know, or there'll be more Carly's out there trying to stop y'all in the future. And then Sam says, we can't expect people to step up if we don't meet him halfway. And then goes on to say, when the senators make those decisions, are people who are going to be affected by this the most? Are they in that room with them? And when he said that, I thought about this recently, I think late last year or sometime last year, like when a, when Georgia passed a bill about abortions, like women who have the right to give birth to children, were they in the room when y'all make them decisions? But that's when I thought when Sam said that one line. And then one of them asked, what you know about the struggle, Sam? And this one, Sam goes in. He's like, struggle? I'm a black man holding the Captain America shield. And then he goes on saying, I know people out there see me with this shield and they hate it. And some of them are standing right here right now. And I'm like, talk your shit, Cap. Talk it. Because I'm the type of guy, when I get into a TV show, I talk back to the TV. And, and Sam goes on to basically say that I know I'm not y'all's vision of Captain America. Blonde hair, blue eyes, super soldier serum. And then goes on to say, along the lines, whether you like it or not, I'm Captain America, and I will stand here and fight for y'all. Then he walks off with Bucky with the biggest smile on his face, gives him props, and he's like, good job, Cap. And then we get the happy ending. Sam takes Isaiah to the same museum we saw in the first episode. I think it was the Smithsonian Museum in D.C. And there, there's an exhibit of Isaiah Bradley and all the contributions he made to the U.S. Army. And then we go back to Sam's hometown where Bucky is literally invited to the cookout. Even brought a cake, I think, too. Then the screen fades to black. And usually when the show starts, it read The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. But we end the show, it reads Captain America and the Winter Soldier. What a damn show. So what's next? First off, I personally enjoyed the show quite a bit. Every episode to me was very good and it had a little bit of everything. Your action, your comedy, dramatic moments, and serious moments. Also, before I forget, the final episode did have two post-credit scenes. The first one was with Walker. In episode 5, he was approached by a mysterious woman who told him she had a job lined up for his services. And the woman's name, when pronounced correctly, was Valentina Allegra de Fontaine and she gives him the title of U.S. agent so who is U.S. agent to be honest not too familiar about the character but like in the show he was chosen to be the next Captain America but eventually became a U.S. agent I would say he's similar to Captain America but in my opinion some of his actions do fall 
in line in the gray area. In the second post credit scene, we see Sharon Carter getting pardoned by the U.S. government. And she gets her old job back in the CIA. Then, as she's leaving, she calls someone and tells them, hey, we have access to everything the government has, you know, because she's a power broker. Mainly state secrets and weapons. And before, you know, she was revealed to be the power broker, I think after episode four, I was like, the pacing of the show had me worried for a second. I was like, dang, so we only got two episodes left and we don't know who the power broker is. Like, how are we going to get to the power broker revelation and have Sam and Bucky beat them in just two episodes? And, you know, we still got to deal with all the Walker stuff, too. But after seeing how everything played out, I can assume the power broker character will be more of a long term thing. And I'm not shocked that, you know, Sharon was revealed to be the power broker. But I am interested to see how will this play out in future shows and movies. And speaking about the future, will there be a season two at first? After I watched episode five, I was like, yeah, I can see this show getting two seasons or, you know, a second season. Like, we still got to see who the power broker is. We got to see how this Walker storyline will play out. But after episode six, Marvel just went all in. They announced that a new Captain America movie was in the works. So for the time being, I'm just going to call this movie Cap 4. And to be honest, I'm all in for it. After the performance Anthony Mackie and Sebastian Stan gave us in this show, that's the actors that play Falcon and Winter Soldier, my bad, Captain America and Winter Soldier. I'm like, hell yeah, they deserve their own movie. And me personally, I think the fourth Cap movie should be called Captain America and the Winter Soldier, you know, because that was shown on the title at the end of the show. And to me, it just fits. And just taking some early guesses on what I think the movie will be about, I think the power broker should be the villain in that, you know, continue that storyline from the show. But like I said, this movie is still in very, very, very early development. So no details yet. But you already know I got y'all covered whenever they give out details about this movie. But moving on earlier, I said if I had to pick which show was better between the Falcon and the Winter Soldier and WandaVision. I would say the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, but that's just my opinion. You know, if you thought WandaVision was the better show, hey, I don't got a problem with that either. Both were very good shows, but I thought Falcon and the Winter Soldier was better because the wide range of subject matter they covered, like they covered representation, like in episode five when Sam was training with the shield and he was holding it and his two nephews were looking at him like in awe of him. Like besides the fact that their uncle is Captain America, they're looking at him like, man, wow someone who looks like me can become captain america and it has like that black panther effect you know when that movie came out and i think the new captain america movie is gonna do numbers when it comes out and they tackled you know more serious issues like i said earlier they had a lot of art imitating life moments like people's unwillingness to accept change like i saw some folks online <laughs> they basically don't want Sam to be the new cat i'm like damn i wonder why and it's just sad. Like they were calling this man everything. They're calling this man Captain Falcon, American Falcon, not calling him Captain America. I'm like, dang, like y'all get mad when a movie is not faithful to the source material, like in the comics. And I said this multiple times on the podcast. In some telling, Sam takes up the mantle as Captain America. It's not like they just made it up for the damn show, you know? But before I go on a tangent and a rant, let me move on. Also, they tackled mental health. Like Bucky, for example, they had him go into therapy in the first episode. Granted, it was a while for him to go, but all that stuff Bucky has gone through, like if that man's mental health isn't completely destroyed, 
It's hanging on by the slimmest of threads at the start of the show. Also, Walker, I, I assume he has some kind of PTSD because I think in, her, in, the, in the second episode that he was talking about a mission in Afghanistan that didn't go right. So I assume, you know, he lost some friends, some allies, and I'm pretty sure they got him kind of messed up in the head. And, you know, to me, something always seemed off about Walker, especially after he took that serum. Other issues they kind of tackled in this show, basically treatment of veterans after returning home from duty, which was a big talk. You know, that, that's a big talking point in today's world, uh, systemic racism, and most notably the ending of episode four, you know, shades of police, police brutality, which has been a big talking point in recent years. But yeah, this was a show that wasn't afraid to tackle serious topics, and I commend them for that. Wrapping things up, Marvel has done it again with Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Another hit in their long catalog. And we have a little break before we get into the next Disney Plus Marvel show, Loki in June. But like I said, I really enjoyed watching Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Wouldn't be surprised if I rewatched it again during this little break between shows. And I cannot wait to see what happens next. Thank you for listening to another episode of the podcast. I greatly appreciate you taking time out of your very busy day to give this podcast a listen. Thank you for all the likes, retweets, shares, subscribes, any other way you support the podcast. I thank you for that. Like I always say, I will not be here without you, the listeners. Y'all take care, be safe, and I will see y'all next time.